0: Welcome to The Real Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Lambert. In an hour when deception and apostasy is rampant on earth, the need for proclaiming the real truth has never been more desperate. Jesus prophesied, an hour is coming and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people the Father seeks to be His worshippers. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. Proclaiming the real truth of the written and rhema prophetic word of God that He is revealing in this hour concerning the church Jesus is building is our goal. Affecting real change in the hearts and minds of believers in Christ in order to fulfill the purposes and plans of God is our purpose. Returning now to the communist goals taken from The Naked Communist by Cleon Skousen and read into the record by... Representative AS Herlong junior of Florida in the House of Representatives on Thursday, january tenth, nineteen sixty three, picking up with number thirty one. Again, these are taken from the book The Naked Communist by Cleon Skusen thirty one. Belittle all forms of American culture and discourage the teaching of American history on the ground that it was only a minor part of the big picture. Give more emphasis to Russian history since the communists took over. 32. Support any socialist movement to give centralized control over any part of the culture, education, social agencies, welfare programs, mental health clinics, etc. 33. Eliminate all laws or procedures which interfere with the operation of the communist apparatus. 34. Eliminate the House Committee on Un-American Activities. 35. Discredit and eventually dismantle the FBI. 36. Infiltrate and gain control of more unions. 37. Infiltrate and gain control of big business. 38. Transfer some of the powers of arrest from the police to social agencies. Treat all behavioral problems as psychiatric disorders, which no one but psychiatrists can understand or treat. 39. Dominate the psychiatric profession and use mental health laws as a means of gaining coercive control over those who oppose communist goals. 40. Discredit the family as an institution. Encourage promiscuity and easy divorce. 41. Emphasize the need to raise children away from the negative influence of parents. Attribute prejudices, mental blocks, and retarding of children to suppressive influence of parents. 42 create the impression that violence and insurrection are legitimate aspects of the American tradition, that students and special interest groups should rise up and use, quote-unquote, united force to solve economic, political, or social problems. Forty-three. Overthrow all colonial governments before Native populations are ready for self-government. 44. Internationalize the Panama Canal. 45. Repeal the Connolly Reservation so the U.S. cannot prevent the world court from seizing jurisdiction over domestic problems. Give the world court jurisdiction over domestic problems. Give the world court jurisdiction over nations and individuals alike. And that ends the excerpt from the Congressional Record of 1963. While I would want to comment on each of these last 15 goals, time and space simply will not allow that here. Though I will reiterate the overall comment I expressed previously, which is the sad fact that virtually all 45 goals of the communists' agenda delineated in the congressman's speech, as provided by the newspaper publisher to whom he attributed them from DeLand, Florida, whether verbatim or virtual, could be tagged fate accompli. In addition, I want to capsulize what I wrote in another article in which I commented on what proved to be a prophetic message I delivered in december nineteen eighty nine. The message title was God's perestroika, and its overall thrust concerned the restructure, that's the meaning of the Russian word perestroika. God was and would be bringing about in the genuine church Jesus is building. I predicted in the serious and somber message, major governmental debacle and dismantling that would be occurring in succeeding decades in many nations of the world, beginning with the USSR. In November 1989, East Germany issued a decree for the Berlin Wall, dividing free Berlin from communist Berlin that had stood for 28 years to be opened to allow free ingress and egress between the east and west factions of the city. By the end of 1990, the Wall was completely demolished, contemporaneously with the collapse Of communism in Eastern Europe and in the USSR, marking the end of the Cold War era. The historic opening of the Berlin Wall came only a little more than two years after US President Ronald Reagan, in a speech at the Brandenburg Gate commemorating the 750th anniversary of Berlin, by the Berlin Wall on June 12, 1987, decreed, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The prophetic nature of my message that I delivered in 1989 is irrefutable, and it contains prophetic predictions only God could have known. While I had prepared an unusually detailed and lengthy outline for the message I had worked on and researched for weeks prior to the night I delivered it, when I actually delivered the message, per usual, the Spirit spoke many things through me that were not in the outline or even my mind. I am amazed and humbled regarding the veracity and verity of the message's substance. The actual audio recording of the message is available by contacting my ministry. In the months preceding my delivery of the message, Mikhail Gorbachev, the President of the Soviet Union and General Secretary of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union, was drawing global attention to massive paradigmatic changes in the USSR, advocating what he called perestroika and spearheading a movement to basically disassemble the USSR. But beyond all that, I also spoke about the future fall of many other governments among the nations of the world that would be occurring in the years ahead. Among the prophetic predictions were the failure and fall of communism, socialism, fascism, wherever it was extant, due to the fact that they had already been proven time and time again over the course of that century to be utterly false, faulty, and ineffective doctrines inspired and proliferated by demons. Compare that with 1 Timothy 4, 1 and 2. I prophesied that in the coming years, God would be shaking everything that could be shaken, including all the kingdoms of men throughout the world, and that everything that is not of God's kingdom will be shaken. So that, quote, the only thing that is going to remain standing in the end is the word of the Lord, end quote, and the kingdom of God. Compare that with Hebrews 12, 25 through 29. At one point, I went totally off script and shocked even myself by saying that one day, not far into the future, we here in the U.S., as well as those living in other free nations around the world, would see a failing and falling even of democracy and our democratic-republican form of government for a time. It is obvious to me, as regretful and grievous as it is, that over the nearly two and a half decades since, we have been witnessing that prophetic prediction gradually being fulfilled and culminating with the ongoing attempts by the present administration, by what was then the administration in power, the Obama administration and radical left elements of the political realm and our government to undermine and ultimately totally dismantle the democratic ideological foundations and substructure on which our government is predicated. But as indicated in this series, Americans cannot say we were not warned, repeatedly, not only by the congressman and newspaper publisher quoted in this series, but many other sources for 50 years or more. However, unfortunately, the last four or more generations of Americans have refused to listen to the many prophets, political and spiritual, God has sent to trumpet forth dire warning about the destruction of America. Following the lead of the church, this nation, along with others, does not heed God's prophets, have intellectually decided that they no longer exist, and that the God of whom they are servants, if he does exist, somehow was suddenly stricken dumb several millennia ago when the last word of the last chapter of the last Old Testament book was scribed. You're listening to The Real Truth Podcast. Other episodes of the podcast can be found at Realtruthradio.com. Comprising the big picture of the current state of the Union, along with whatever forces and entities that exist dedicated to the preservation of our democratic republic, there are now extant more organizations absolutely dedicated to the demolition of the democratic substructure of the nation, contemporaneous with the complete socialization and Marxization of the nation, than there have ever been in the history of this nation. Literally thousands of so-called social and racial justice and human rights and advocacy organizations, groups, networks exist, most of which are nothing more than front organizations for the promotion and proliferation of socialism and communism in every segment of American society. Of course, from 2008 to 2016, those community organizing front organizations were successful in bringing about the installation of the first president of African or alien descent who cannot be rightfully called African American or any other hyphenated heritage because he never was able to present to the American people a legitimate, undoctored, legal birth certificate proving that he was american by birth article 2 of the constitution states unambiguously that to be qualified to hold the office of president of the united states a person must be a natural born citizen the man who was sworn in as president as barack hussein obama on january 20th 2009 has never not before or since, proven that he was indeed a natural-born citizen of the United States of America, meaning born on the soil of this nation. Nevertheless, the powers that be, namely the officials of the Democratic Party who hold the legal responsibility under penalty of law, to certify the eligibility of the candidates it puts forth for election to the highest office of our land did indeed represent the eligibility of barack obama in the election of 2008 knowing full well he was not eligible and had not presented any verifiable evidence of his birth on american soil thus The entire Democratic Party is complicit in the very first presidential hoax ever perpetrated upon the American people. And indeed, the top officials of the party should have long ago been convicted of the plethora of crimes associated with these illegal acts in violation of federal laws, and should be serving their time in federal penitentiaries as opposed to holding elected positions in our federal government, such as the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, and current Presidential candidate, Joe Biden. Ironically, in the current election, the person the current Democratic Party has chosen as his running mate, Kamala Harris, has a similar problem regarding her eligibility for the office of vice president relative to being the next in line should the president elect joe biden be unable to carry out the duties of the office also has not shown evidence that she is a natural born citizen by the legal definition in that the birth certificate she has put forth states that her biological father was at the time of kamala's birth a jamaican citizen which makes him a british citizen and identifies her mother as being Indian, meaning that neither Kamala's father nor her mother were American citizens, which means that Kamala was not a natural-born American with parents of American citizenship. Kamala Harris is also ineligible, to hold either office of the executive branch of the nation. Nevertheless, the Democratic Party and official papers that must be filed with the federal government have certified that Kamala Harris is qualified for the office of vice president on the Democratic Party platform. Again, it's a lie. And those officials have all committed numerous federal crimes prima facie. But once again, the entire Democratic Party apparatus, the bastion of socialism and communism, and the utter destruction of America doesn't care what crimes they commit or what laws they break in their Bolshevik-like march toward ultimate seizing of power over the nation. The likes of Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Tom Perez, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Steny Hoyer, James Clyburn, Adam Schiff, Gerald Nadler, and company just flat out don't care. Then, in addition to the outright anarchy of the Democratic Party, which have earned the nickname of the Democrats, we have the equally dastardly issue of the anarchy, chaos, unrest, hatred, division, violence, and utter deception being churned up in the fabric of the nation by the blatant Bolshevik-like activities of the many Marxist organizations operating in the nation with the intent to transform America into a Marxist nanny state. None is worse than the diabolical and even satanic activities of the so-called Black Lives Matter organization and the umbrella organization to which it is central, the Black Lives Matter Global Network, which in a 2016 article purported to be a coalition of 42 chapters. BLM describes the organization as a global organization in the U.S., U.K., and Canada, whose mission is to eradicate white supremacy and build local power to intervene in violence inflicted on black communities by the state and vigilantes. They say, quote, Black Lives Matter, which they market under the hashtag, hashtag Black Lives Matter, was founded in 2013. The acquittal of George Zimmerman in 2013 of the charge of second-degree murder in the death of Trayvon Martin, a 17-year-old black teenager in Sanford, Florida, BLM cites as the original atrocity of social injustice that triggered the organization's founding. The BLM website continues the description of who they are with a self-serving attempt to make their goals sound righteous and noble and to make their reach sound exceedingly more expansive than what it really is, stating, quote, we are expansive. We are a collective of liberators who believe in an inclusive and spacious movement we also believe in order to win and bring as many people with us along the way, we must move beyond the narrow nationalism that is all too prevalent in black communities. We must ensure we are building a movement that brings all of us to the front." End quote. What they are derogatorily referring to in their evoking of the phrase, quote, narrow nationalism that is all too prevalent in black communities, end quote, is the indefatigable allegiance, national pride, and indivisible unity most Americans hold in their hearts regarding the greatest nation ever to exist in human history— whose greatness is predicated on the very inclusive, expansive, and spaciousness that these black supremacists constantly deride and decry as non-existent in America. Their baseless assertion about it being all too prevalent in black communities is their attempt to indoctrinate the minds of black Americans to the totalitarianism of Marxism vis-à-vis the freedoms all Americans willing to live their lives within the bounds of the law and the requirements of the capitalism-based system to which all citizens enjoy equal access and opportunity in the pursuit of happiness. All this inane and nonsensical rhetoric is nothing but naked agitprop And these deceived agitators depend upon the mindless and base ignorance and lack of clear-headed thinking of duped members of the black communities of the nation, who the nation as a nation for more than a hundred years have exceeded every means and measure that could be reasonably expected to respect, support, assist, empower, and regard with absolute equality. When BLM self-righteously states, quote, we are a collective of liberators, end quote, they are knowingly and shamefully propagating deception of the highest order. In that nothing of their agenda and operations is at all related in any way to any form or degree of liberation, but rather the destructive bondage that ignorance or lack of knowledge, as the Word of God states in Hosea 4 6, inures to those who suffer from it. Jesus Christ Himself is the only liberator and he said that it is the truth that emanates from him and his word that we know that sets us free. The lies and deception promulgated by BLM and the hundreds of Marxist front organizations like it only has the capacity and capability of bringing every single adherent to their deceiving rhetoric and false gospel under the interminable, utterly destructive bondage that Satan, the arch-adversary of all mankind alike, affords every person who is so stupid as to fall for and accept his utter lies and deception. Jesus said Satan was a liar from the beginning and ascribed unto him the appellation of the father of lies. That's what he is, what he has always been, and what he will always be. The devil is the ultimate source of all deception. But wait, there's more. BLM goes on in their self-deception to openly declare to the world that their quote-unquote expansive circle encompasses, in particular, every kind of immorality, lawlessness, rebelliousness, and blasphemous affront unto God, our Creator, known to mankind under the banner of being all inclusive but with one qualification you must be black which in itself demonstrates their own racial bias black supremacy and divisiveness they claim to oppose stating we affirm the lives of black queer and trans folks disabled folks undocumented folks, folks with records, women, and all black lives along the gender spectrum. Our network centers on those who have been marginalized within black liberation movements, end quote. So basically, the leadership of BLM are proudly declaring to the world that their mission is to propagate every kind of debauchery and hedonism there is in conjunction with their mission to de-deify and dethrone God, as Marx stated, his life's mission in the minds of every black person on the planet, ensuring their ultimate destiny of eternal damnation in the everlasting fires of hell. Now that to me does not sound like they love black people. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Real Truth. I'm Stephen Lambert. Please subscribe to the podcast, share with your friends, and visit realtruthradio.com to join our mailing list. Be sure to tune in to the next edition of The Real Truth. Until then... This is Stephen Lambert reminding you that with God all things are possible and all things work together for good to them who love God and are called according to His purpose.